Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks, we are back. Don't worry, we know it's been a crazy week. We know what's going on. That's why we are here. We want to make sure that you are not left alone. Nick McVicker joined in studio through the D- Garage Door Sports Cup phone by Kyle Vardy. Kyle, how you doing today, dude? Well, I'm healthy. I'm you know, staying safe and you know, just trying to do everything, do everything I can to keep it that way. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, sort of the the world right now is everyone's sort of realized what's going on. Not that it's new news, but it's... It's definitely taken a turn recently uh, with the whole coronavirus stuff, but we're here. We're not going to leave you alone. We will figure out ways to talk sports with you while everything's shut down because this was the week that sports stopped, right? Like, I don't think there's any better way to put it than that. No, not at all. It's it's one of those, it's <laughs> the amount of people that are freaking out right now. Right now, and not knowing what to do with their lives based on you know, <clears throat> watching sports or betting or whatever, it's it's a, it's amazing to uh, to see people's reactions. That's for, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a lot of ramifications that go on when everything gets shut down. I mean, it's obviously not just sports. We're we're gonna talk mostly the sports impact, but it's it's everything. Like sports are shut down, concerts are shut down. Um, a lot of workplaces are saying anything more than X number of people. We're, we're going to have to make sure people are working from home. Like it's, it's a legitimate thing. And obviously North America was, um, separated from most countries is like, I know China has been pretty much quarantined since the beginning of February almost. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, end of January, early February, I think. Yeah. I mean, we are, we personally know somebody who's over there, both of us. So. It's uh, it's it's sort of crazy to think everything's happening now in North America, but it's we're actually behind the times, which is bad, I guess. But you know, it, it is what it is, and we're we're gonna have to, we're all gonna have to be prepared. I mean, I just came back from Florida, which means I'm sort of in self isolation right now. Yeah, I'm fine. By the way, everyone asking, I feel great. My whole class made it back, uh, healthy is great um had a great time there too by the way got to talk to some really yeah. cool players yeah um, say, did you have a little bit less work with everything being canceled or? well it's funny so my group uh we did the university of tampa baseball on tuesday and i got to talk to two unbelievable players one former notre dame player brandon canar um and I also got to talk to J.D. Urso, who, ironically, his dad is the head coach at Tampa, and he's been around the program his entire life, and it was a dream of his to play for you, Tampa. That article will be coming out soon on Garage Door Sports, by the way. Keep your eyes posted. I will do the J.D. article soon. 
Um, and that was awesome. And that was a really cool experience. And then, um, Wednesday, my group got to go to the Jays Orioles game in Dunedin, interview fans about how, how much fun spring training is. Little did we know that was the second last day of spring training period. And, uh, and then Wednesday we were supposed to go to the Tampa Bay Vipers, the XFL team's practice. And we got on the bus. This was also Thursday, obviously, everyone knows, like, Wednesday night is when the NBA shut down and then all the other leagues sort of started following suit. Um, Thursday was the rest of the rest of the leagues followed suit and did the same thing. But we got on the bus to go to the Vipers. We were on the way to go cover it. And our prof and our chaperone that day got a call. And I was sitting in the middle row of the, sorry, it wasn't really a bus. It was one of those like big vans. So I was sitting in the middle row of seats in the back. And all I heard was, yeah, we're on our way. We can't wait to be- get there. And I, I immediately shut my entire group up. I'm like, guys, shh. Something's about to happen. And we all knew <laughs> what was about to happen, but we didn't want to admit it. And all of a sudden, we see our prof. Yeah, it was it was inevitable. But our prof did tap the driver on the shoulder and did the go back hand sign. And we knew. We're like, all right, guess we're done. Like, it was one of those. And then Friday, ironically, we still got to go. We still got to go and interview the uh, junior national baseball team because they're still down there till tomorrow, Sunday. Um, and they were still doing practice. So they let us come in. We obviously had to keep our distance and everything and do what we needed to do from afar. But, uh, we got to interview players. Another article will be coming out from one of the national team players as well. Um, so keep an eye on that in the next couple days. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a really great experience for me and my classmates who maybe haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of media coverage, um, as journalists, but yeah, it was a, it was a very mentally draining week for sure like just seeing everything start closing and we're like oh man like are we going to be able to do anything yeah well that's the biggest question right was whether you'd actually be able to do anything i'm actually very surprised that the uh team canada actually allow stuff like that with everything happening especially with you know spring training and everything being canceled i I figured they would have shut everything down yeah we were surprised but again like as long as you're practicing social distance, like they weren't touching any of our stuff. We weren't touching any of theirs, no handshakes, nothing like it was, it was fine. And they were very, very opening and very welcoming. So it was, it was pretty easy to deal with, honestly. So, but yeah, that was, that was my week. I mean, the other two groups on Friday didn't, couldn't do anything. So they actually went to Clearwater. Um, if you want to see what they did, it's on the Toronto Observer, uh, website. Um, they talked to fans and just people in general who were at Clearwater Beach about what the coronavirus has impacted in their lives, right? And mostly they tried to stick to sports because that's obviously what our program is. But yeah, it was, they apparently had a great time. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was an interesting last couple of days of the trip for sure. Um, but let's, well, it's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Everything that's going on, at least it was a, a positive end of the trip. So. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, it, it was a bit chaotic, but we, we did what we needed to do. Um, but let's get right into it. Uh, I, I want to go through the timeline, sort of how everything broke down. 
Um, and we'll do that in our kickoff segment. Not that I'm sure they want to sponsor this sort of thing, but it's it's a conversation that needs to be had anyway. Um, yeah. So this kickoff segment brought to you by Canada Kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university's careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special team's game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. Anyone who's wanted to go to their March break camp, it has been postponed. Keep an eye on all their sites and everything moving forward because they will try to reschedule those. I know Dan and Gabe are working really closely with uh, government stuff and the University of Guelph as well, trying to get uh, find a date that uh, allows them to redo those camps. Um, yeah, so Wednesday night, everything sort of took a very interesting turn. And, um, I mean, it actually started earlier in the day before we get into the NBA stuff where a bunch of teams were closing games to fans and they were just going to play behind closed doors. So Early on Wednesday, Columbus Blue Jackets, Golden State Warriors, Seattle Dragons, um, NC2A tournament games within Ohio were all said that they were going to uh, be played behind closed doors. The Ivy League actually canceled all spring sporting events. And then the NC2A announced that they were going to play NC2A tournament without fans. And then we started hearing rumors Slowly but surely, things were coming in as the Jazz-Thunder game was slowly postponed. Uh, people were freaking out. No one could really figure out what was going on. At about 8.40, after they... The players were ready to go. Hey, Kyle, that was that was a crazy thing. Yeah, and, and that's what surprised me was how quickly they changed from, you know, not playing in front of fans which i get i told that that to me that makes sense yeah to just completely you know just not doing it which was well as soon as as soon as they said there wasn't going to be a game you knew something was up yeah like it it was it was was shocking but at the same time like you knew it was going to happen but like you didn't know how quickly everybody was going to react yeah so obviously the jazz thunder both teams were ready to go they were literally walking to center court the refs to start the game. And an official yeah. from the Jazz came running out and said, "Yeah, no. We need to we need to hold on for a second. They weren't even sure what was going on by the way at this point. Like the the medical official from the Jazz had no clue. He was just told to run out and stall the game. Yeah, and just not have it happen. Yeah, so what they did was they actually did the halftime show. At the beginning of the game, to earn a little bit of extra time while they figured out what they were doing, and you could see all the video of the players sort of going back and forth trying to figure out what they were doing. They tried to go talk to the refs. The refs shooed them away. Chris Paul tried to walk across to uh, the Jazz bench, and the Jazz bench basically said, "Just go back to your bench. Like let's let's listen to what's going on." Um, and then it was canceled. 
or sorry, it was postponed. Let me correct that statement. It was postponed. Um, and everyone's trying to figure out why, like what is going on. A couple more of the uh, NC2A tournaments closed their tournament to fans. And then about 9.30, I think it was like 9.27, it's confirmed that Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus. And then all hell broke loose. NBA suspended the remainder of its remainder of season indefinitely four minutes later. Um, and we all knew why. Like at that point, it all made sense. And Rudy Gobert's a bit of an idiot, and he's admitted to that. That's the understatement of the year. But he's also admitted to it. Well, I, I just, I, I, I honestly like. The situation is terrible and stuff like that. I just I love the fact that he was so like, I'm never going to get this disease. It's not a big deal. Touching all the microphones, and then all of a sudden, he's, he's patient zero, basically. Yeah. I, I really don't like that term, patient zero, because he's not patient zero. It's not like he's the first person in the world to get it. Like, he got it from somebody. It's not his fault. No, I I understand that. Um, I just think it's ridiculous to call him patient zero. If unless you specify in the sporting world. Yeah. Um, but then more stuff comes out. Everyone started freaking out because the Nebraska coach got taken to the hospital, looking rather sick on the bench. Turns out he was just dealing with a flu. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he did not look good. Did you see the video of him on the bench? Just oh man, he looked like pasty white. Just did not look good. Um, but yeah, he was cleared about two hours later, just after midnight. And just after midnight, the G League suspends itself. Keep going through at eleven forty-two a.m. on Thursday. So we're now on to the next day. Um, MLS suspends season for thirty days. And then all of a sudden, all the conferences basically just said, yeah, we're not playing anymore. <laughs> uh, SEC cancels tournament, AAC, Big Ten, Atlantic Ten, MAC, all of them, one by one, started canceling their tournaments. Um, the USL suspended its season for 30 days. Uh, I'm trying to get to the big name stuff. NHL put the remainder of its regular season on pause at about 1.35 in the afternoon. Duke's the big one to start all the NC2A tournament stuff was Duke um, actually suspended all athletic activities, meaning had there been a tournament, Duke would not have been participating. That was closely followed by Kansas, who did the exact same thing. And a couple other teams followed suit. Um, it took the MLB the longest out of the leagues to finally do the right thing. They were they were fully intent on just playing spring training out. Yeah, no, and it, it looked like it for the longest time. Yeah, they were just I think they were behind that. I think they were trying to wait to see what everybody else does and it just they not necessarily dropped the ball cuz they, they obviously eventually did cancel it, but Yeah. They were uh behind the eight ball for sure. Oh, for sure. And 
at about 3.09, they said that opening day would be delayed at least two weeks. Spring training games were canceled, and the World Baseball uh, Championship qualifiers were postponed indefinitely. Uh, women's tennis followed suit, saying that the Miami Open and the Volvo Car Open will not be held. Minor League Baseball uh, also followed suit, delaying the start of its season. And then 4.15 came, and the NC2A tournament was canceled. And if that was the last one to go, except we forget that there's more sports than just North American sports. Because at almost 6.30 on Thursday, it's announced that Mikel Arteta, the head coach of Arsenal, tested positive. And this was after EPL made a statement saying, we are going to go ahead without fans. We're going to push through this and keep you up, up entertained. Yeah, that, that made them change their tune, and they quickly had to pivot and say, we're going to have a meeting Friday morning and discuss. And they did, and they canceled everything. Well, they didn't cancel. They postponed everything as of Friday morning. Three days. Well, two days, really you go timeline-wise, from the time that Rudy Gobert... Well, at the time that the Jazz game was postponed to the EPL closing down, everything stopped. The only thing that's still on is bowling, ironically. Which is... And, and MMA. It was that is something else people are watching right now. There's checkers. No, it was, it was, it was chess. Checkers. It was chess. Yeah, no, I, there's a couple things on ESPN down in the States. Um, up here, we got not a whole lot, honestly. <laughs> uh, MMA was still happening. That happened yesterday, uh, MMA fight night, or UFC fight night, yeah. whatever it is. And Dana White announced that he's going to be uh, continuing with fights. So. I don't get that at all, but whatever. You know what? You do you, Dana. Like... I just can't see how a physical f- sport such as MMA can continue. No, and maybe it's because there's nothing else on. He wants to, uh, you know, capture the market. I guess, I, sort of say. Yeah. But. Like I, I, I get from a financial standpoint, but you're also putting the athletes at risk who are flying across the world trying to get to these events. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. But hey, like they obviously are working with health officials, so something is okay, and you just got to make sure everything everybody stays that way. Yeah, I guess. They, they, they are, they yeah, like they know what they're doing, and yeah, that's it's, uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, but that conversation took us just over ten minutes to recap everything. Is, that that kind of puts it into perspective. And that's just purely based off, like, just North American, well, not North American sports, just sports in general, let alone whatever, all the other countries that have closed borders and uh, all this kind of stuff that has obviously affected the entire world. So Yeah, it's been, it's been insane. I mean... I, I'm going to speak to my personal experience because we were watching everything happen and we were like, okay, like, are we going to be able to do coverage like Wednesday night? We were, all of us were talking like, are we going to be able to go to the Vipers? Because they hadn't canceled everything. And then 
Thursday rolls around and we are sent back to the hotel and we had a pool day, basically our group. And then you start seeing everything start shutting down and then borders start shutting down and we're like, are we going to be able to get home? Like that was a legit, that was a legit question the last two days for me and my classmates, which is scary. Absolutely. Like none of us were having any symptoms or anything, and we were very thankful for that. But are we gonna get home? Well, and that's and that's just the scary thing is with how things going. It's so you know up in up in the air and in question. You you just gotta hope that you can get home and then you can get safe and you know you don't get stuck somewhere right but it's it's so you know uh, up, as, I, as i said up in the air it, it's amazing uh, it was it was uh it was nerve-wracking there um i mean we were scared yesterday getting getting to and through the airports uh thankfully we didn't have any real problems i think we got through the tampa airport i, I got through from the time we were in the line at baggage which took the longest time by the way was just to check our bags um from the time I'm I, sure they were testing them, though. pardon? Like, I'm sure they were testing the bags and stuff like that. And... No, it was just there was a lot of people in line. Like, there's a bunch of flights going to Canada, um, one to Ottawa, one to Toronto, at around the same time. So Air Canada's line was just a little long. But from the time we stepped into line. To the time I was at the gate, I think it was 45 minutes. Going through everything that I needed to go through at the Tampa airport. And then from the time, by the time we got home, when I, from the time our plane stopped and we were getting off to the time I met my father in the terminal, because he was picking me up because I didn't want to leave my car in parking. It was 35 minutes. Well, that's not too bad at all. That that wasn't bad at all. It took me longer when I came back from Vancouver last year. Yeah, it's it's surprising. But it was just, A, there wasn't a whole lot of people, and B, they had a a lot of lines open. So, I mean, like, it was a combination of things. But yeah, it was, it, there was some times where we were just like, okay, we gotta, we need to get home. Like, let's get everyone home. Let's get everyone safe. Um, obviously we're sort of self-isolating now and we're going to figure out what that means for everybody, uh, as we go along, um, how long we have to be self-isolated. I hope it's not two full weeks cause that's a little ridiculous if none of us have symptoms. So it was, did your school shut down as well? Oh, yeah. Yep. No. Um, so, again, I for those who are wondering, I do go to Centennial College. Uh, all colleges in Ontario, as far as I'm aware. Let me, I'm putting that with an asterisk because I'm not 100% sure. Um, mm-hmm. the, the next week comes, so tomorrow, starting the 16th to the 20th, uh, all classes are canceled. And then starting the week after that, everything's being delivered online for, I believe it's two weeks. So basically I have three weeks where I'm not on campus. So 
there's that. Uh, they could extend the online classes sort of thing till later if they have to, which we'll see. We don't know, obviously. And we've seen a bunch of uh, universities follow suit. I know Western was closing campuses. Um, I know uh, U of T was having conversations. Laurentian was the first one to close everything down. Um, I think Nipissing, I think uh, Carleton were also following suit. So there's a lot going on. And I mean, obviously what we're trying to say is just be safe, be smart. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, be safe. Be safe. If if there's any anything that you think is wrong, just self-isolate. There's some great services out there. Make sure you check them out. Uh, I know Telehealth Canada. Uh, you can call them and they will basically like run through your symptoms. And if they think that you need to go see someone, they will let you know um, based on your symptoms and the severity of your symptoms. So just make sure you use resources properly speaking of which don't buy toilet paper like a madman listen toilet paper is non-perishable you're gonna have it there are some people who legitimately need toilet paper right now I know one of my classmates friends was on his last roll and needed to go buy toilet paper and couldn't It's it's not a hurricane. You're not actually going to be stuck in your house, guys. Like you, you can still go out. Just well, when, when you go out, social distance. The, the other, it, it, it's a respiratory disease. It's, it has nothing to do with any of that stuff. No, exactly. If you need Kleenex, get Kleenex. Like, I don't. God, if if you're if you're that far out of toilet paper and you're in a rush, it's called water and hand. You can clean yourself still. Well, it's not. It's like, I know it's primitive, but like, yeah, it's become it's become such a thing too that like even like the dollar store and stuff like that was selling you know rolls of toilet paper for eleven dollars rather than the dollar store dollar. Yeah. Like it's. Well, I saw something yesterday that Target. The uh, became such a pandemic just to get toilet paper. Yeah, well, I saw something yesterday, a Target down in the States, and I'm sure a lot of the Targets are doing the same thing. They've brought all toilet paper and hand sanitizer things behind the counter, and you can yeah. get two per person. So they're limiting how many it's, people can get, which is smart. It's smart. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely smart, for sure. It's, it's something that more places should be doing, but like, it's crazy. And I mean, I understand us Canadians, we haven't had a whole lot of experience with natural disasters, big pandemics and stuff like that. Like, I get it. I understand that. But, but, here's the key. Our only training is from watching the Americans get prepared for hurricanes and stuff like that. And what you do in those situations is very different than what you do during a pandemic. Like what you need to prepare for in a hurricane, you definitely don't need to do for a pandemic. No. So it's just about being smart people. Make sure you listen to the Ministry of Health and everything because they, they're the ones who know what's going on. They understand 
that it is hysteria. Like, it's going to be chaotic. We're going to have to deal with some stuff that we weren't prepared for at the beginning of 2020 or even back further, right? Like, this was not something that we were thinking was going to happen. So make sure you do your research. Make sure you understand what's going on before you panic buy. Yeah, like, this was definitely uh, a curveball to... uh both the sporting world and the world in general that uh, you know, nobody really expected to see in 2020. So, no, for sure. Um, let's uh, let's let's pivot back to the sporting world now. We've done our PSA about be smart, listen to the government. Right. Um, let's pivot back to the impact this has had on the sporting world in general. Like everything is shut down. We've we've said that it's all it's all done. Yep. Now we have to figure out what happens after. And you see a lot of the um, owners and players and stuff pledging to pay staff and workers part like the part time workers and staff that would be missing wages due to these games being postponed and or canceled. That's a big thing. Like we have to remember oh, that absolutely. we have to remember that there are people who run these events, right? That are now no longer able to work. Like we we we, th- we think about it from the sport, the athletes' perspective, but they're not the only ones. No, I mean it's it's amazing to uh, see you know people coming out and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna pay you know, the employees and stuff like that," and then there's others like you know Calgary and Winnipeg that have said. They're just not paying anybody. Yeah. That's that's a problem, I think. Um, Boss, Buffalo was going to do the same thing and not pay anybody, but the Pagula Sports Entertainment, I don't know what their actual thing is called, but they, they released a statement this morning saying, yeah, we're going to pay people now, which is the right thing to do. I mean, considering everything that's going on, you got, you got to be smart and you got to understand that these people are still need money to live, need money to buy supplies, right? Like they can't, they can't just lose their job and expect to be able to be okay. No, it's just their livelihood, their livelihood. Like some people, you know, they don't work just, just the one team. They work multiple teams, like, you know, in Toronto and stuff like that. Um, they do Raptors and Leafs and I'm sure out there they do other teams as well, right? So Yeah, exactly. And it's it's sort of tough. Like, I mean, the people think about the people in the Staples Center. They got f- three teams out of the Staples Center right now. Clippers, Lakers, yeah. Kings. Like that's that's a lot. Yeah. That's that's a lot of games that they count on to get paid for. Um and obviously like I, we skipped over the athletes and like the athletes are obviously feeling the effects of this too. I mean, this is, this is their livelihood. This is what they do. Like this is what they've worked their entire lives to do. And I mean, there's no one greater that we can talk about than the seniors of college sports, right? Like they, they just lost their chance at winning a national championship. Yeah, no, that's, that's, and that's what, that's, it's one of those stories where, like, you feel bad, especially for people that, you know, went back for their final year to, to be seniors. And now you're all of a sudden, you know, you're done. Just, like, just cut off. Like, it's... Yeah. It's it's terrible, to be honest. To be honest, like... 
It, it it is, and you see, honestly, it's like you get players like Sabrina Ionescu, right, who had such a great career in NC2A and is going to have probably a great career in the WNBA. Obviously, we don't know. We can't predict the future or anything, but she's built to have a great career in the WNBA. Yeah. Her team was good. Her team had a chance. Well, and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's those, you know, those moments where people, where people don't realize or don't think of it right away that, you know, that that's their brothers or sisters, you know, that are, are playing with them. And all of a sudden now it's, they're done, even though they thought they had, you know, a couple more months to enjoy and, you know, relish in the fact that, I could, that they're in their senior year. Now they're done. Yeah. Cut off. And it's not like they lost. Like, if you lose your last no. game, you can accept it. Like, I mean, go. I know this is totally different level, but I remember you and me, our last year, we played uh, hockey together, right? We went to the final and we lost that series. But we lost as a team. We got a chance to go out and do our stupid boat row celebration after the last game like idiots. We got that opportunity to go out on our terms. These guys didn't even get to go out playing a final game. Like that—that that didn't happen. No. No. And that's—that's that's the sad part. Like that's where it becomes like they didn't even—they didn't even get to say goodbye properly. No, it, 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 you know. It, when you know it's your last time, it's a little bit easier to accept the fact. Yeah. When it's just shut up, it's it's the shock and awe factor. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And we don't like we feel for all the athletes that are going through it, especially the college ones, because at least the professionals are going to get another chance. Like they're 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 not done. They might be done for the season. Right, so a couple people who are going to retire, like maybe Vince Carter. Vince Carter might be done. Let's yeah. let's state the fact: Vince Carter might be done, and that's a that's a shitty way to end his career. No, it's it's, it's terrible. He, he definitely deserves better for sure. But NBA players, NHL players, MLB, MLS, the guys that aren't retiring, guess what? They get they get a chance to keep playing. It might not be in the next month. Yeah, but then there's, there's the other players that are fringe players that don't necessarily have another shot. No, you're right. I agree. I agree. So it's it's one of those like so. we're we're taking it as oh man, like we don't get to watch sports for a while. There's more deeper stories than we don't get to watch sports for a while. Yeah, of course. Right? Like hell. J.D. Urso, the guy that I interviewed from the University of Tampa. He was living out his dream playing for his father at college-level baseball. Right? Now, granted, he's a freshman, so he's probably going to get another chance to play. Yeah. But imagine his season ended on that game on Tuesday that we we were at before they played. That would have just been... I don't really know. Like, could, could you imagine that? 
Like literally, he's been his dad has been coaching at the program for 20 years. JD's 19. He's literally been around the program his entire life. He dreamed about pulling the University of Tampa jersey on. And his last game was that. Like if that like if that was the case. And I know it's probably not. Yeah, no, I I, I could I couldn't imagine that. That's that's crazy. Like how tough is it for some of these players? And then you look across to the EPL and like you get players like I honestly feel so bad for uh Callum Hudson Odoi, who is all who has also tested positive, by the way, for corona. Um but man, that guy just can't stay healthy. Like, no, it's it's that's it, one of those you're like, hey, can I can I catch a break? Like, come on. He's a good player. When he plays, he's a good player. Yeah, he has a future. He's I think he's only 19 still, right? Like something crazy like that. Uh, yeah, I think he's turning 20. Yeah. Yeah. So he still has he still has a chance to come back, but imagine this is what ended his career. just terrible to be honest like, it's just insane yeah like yes we can talk about a whole bunch of different impacts but let's starting with the athletes makes the most sense of course yeah and you look at what the NHL is telling players who are from Canada but play in the states that they need to that they should stay in the city that their team is based out of so now these players are, aren't allowed to play the sport that they love. Aren't allowed to play the sport that they get paid to play. And now they can't even go home to see their families. Yeah, no, that's... It's, that's tough. It's affecting all aspects of life. Life, for sure. That's, that's, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow if you're an athlete. And I, I think... A lot of it is getting lost in the fact that people are like, oh, we don't have sports to watch. Which is true. Like, I mean, I, I, I get that side of it as well. I'm a, I've been an avid sports fan since I was like two. Yeah. Right? You as well. You know. Exactly. But the stories that need to be covered are much bigger than that. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's one of those... Especially with how things things are going right now with this whole virus thing, it's um, it's, it's become a lot of a uh, it's all about me and it's not about you. Like it's a little, yeah. You know, yeah, everybody's thinking about themselves and not thinking about everybody else. Yeah, it's true, and it's tough. It, it really is, and I I understand why. Like everyone's scared. Everyone is honestly just scared. Another way we can no, look they, at... They, just, they, they don't know what to do. It's the biggest thing. Yeah, they don't know what to do. Another way we can look at it is not just the athletes or the people directly involved with the events, but everything that goes on before the events. And I'm glad to have you on the show today. Because yeah. the announcement came out, I think, late last night. Yeah. About the ECHL. And the ECHL, for those of you who maybe aren't up to date on hockey levels in North America <laughs> is basically the third level of hockey in North America. So if you're comparing it to baseball, it'd be like double A. Yeah, essentially. Right? So it's NHL, AHL, ECHL. 
Uh, ECHL yesterday announced that they are going to uh, cancel the remainder of the season and cancel the playoffs. Yeah. Not postpone, not reschedule, cancel. So their season is officially done. You obviously are directly impacted, and had I not gone to school, I would have been as well, most likely, um, as Athletic Knit, the company that you and I both worked for, and you still do, is the jersey supplier for uh, the ECHL. Yep. Now, I'm sure you guys have had conversations, and I don't want you to get in trouble and divulge anything that you're not supposed to, but what's the... uh, What's the atmosphere like back at AK? It's uh, definitely a lot of confusion right now. Um, obviously, uh, we'll see on Monday how uh, how the higher ups react because obviously, obviously this came out you know yesterday. Yeah. But uh, the the biggest thing is we're planning for next year, right? So all these people people who are you know getting their jerseys and stuff ready for next year they're all like well we kind of got to hold off on it because we we aren't making any money and we're not going to pay for the stuff so yep um it's uh it's definitely extends you know through us and then obviously to the teams and then obviously you go even further to the fans and stuff like that so um it's 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 a uh, it's definitely gonna be an interesting situation to uh, to continue with. Obviously, we we we've kind of put a some production on hold hold and stuff, but uh, it's it's gonna be you know a shit show to say the least. Once some things things get back up and running, you know, obviously the ECHL won't be, but um, some of these you know, leagues and stuff if they do end up running again. Uh, it's gonna be production time is gonna be very limited. Um, sorry, not very limited. Very extended is what I meant to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, as soon as ECHL gets the all clear for next year, it's you know we got to make their stuff ASAP. Yeah, and it's uh, I was more concerned that there's gonna be issues with you know got you guys losing jersey sales from playoffs and stuff like. That that's an issue. Yeah, and oh, exactly, and that's the other thing is you know a bunch of teams are doing apparel and stuff like that that they now no longer need. Yeah. So um, if it's in production, then obviously there's at a certain point we can't do anything and we have to charge the teams. But yeah, uh, no, exactly, and that's 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 another catch. Like during a pandemic, does that change the contracts? Yeah, that's that. I know that's above your head. I, don't know. I, don't I know, know that's above your head. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but it. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle it. To be honest, I really don't. Right, and you, obviously, AK. We're we're talking AK just because you work there and I work there, and we kind of know what's going on there. But like, all of the Jersey companies that work with sporting yeah. events are now yeah. going to be affected, but massively. Um, like I I can think for examples like Anaria for soccer in Ontario is going to be greatly affected by mm-hmm. Canada soccer saying basically like, yeah, no events, like don't do anything. <laughs> um, Under Armour Adidas at the higher levels. Yeah. They're, they're going to be affected. Guess what? That That's what happens. Yeah. 
yeah, like Under Armour and Nike, like they were already affected by, you know, because they get a lot of their stuff from overseas, right? So, yeah. Well, uh, they were. That's a different effect. Now they're now they can't even sell anymore. Well, that's the thing, right? So all the stuff was, you know, delayed in China, and now all of a sudden nothing's happening. So all the stuff that was delayed in China now has to be canceled. So it was, you know, the stuff. Some of the stuff was probably made, but the other stuff just wasn't shipping. So now they have a bunch of stuff that's just sitting there. So yeah, and that's that's the scary part. What do you do? Oh, for sure. That's, at some point, you have to charge them. At the other points, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. So that's that's where everyone's sort of caught in right now. And that's that's the other angle that we can look at. So we, we've already talked fans not being able to watch sports and trying to find something to do. We've talked about the athletes. We've talked about the workers in the arenas and stuff. Now we've talked about the impact that it has on apparel and jersey makers and those kind of things. Yeah. And that extends to even like food uh, vendors and stuff at the arenas. Like obviously they're going to be affected too, but that's going to be very similar to what these jersey companies are doing, right? So they're affected in about the same way you'd assume. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's one of those, you know, the real the, the the bigger question i guess you could ask is is how does this the affect the economy and stuff like that right like with all these teams and companies and stuff that are you know no longer being used that would normally would be used yep. how does that affect it yeah and i mean thursday we saw the one of the biggest drops in the market in years yeah right yeah and decades almost i believe yeah, and it's it's scary to think. But we're we're kind of in this very weird holding pattern. And obviously, we've we've focused on sports. This this extends far beyond the sporting world, like concerts, music, uh, entertainment in general. Most stuff is pretty much shut down. Um, yeah. People who have office jobs, some of them are being told to work from home. Uh, a lot of fitness centers have been closed down. Ironically, mine hasn't. How? I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> um, March break camps have been canceled for this upcoming week because that's the other thing. Like this week coming up is March break in Ontario for elementary and high school. And I don't know how much you've kept up or how many people have kept up, but in Ontario, as of this week, kids are now out of classes for three weeks. They they were given a yeah. two-week extended March break, basically. And I, I know why. Because yeah. my father sells to school boards, so he was actually in the know like a week before that this could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, but the reasoning is, is because uh, basically over the March break, they're going to disinfect everything in all the schools. So staff aren't allowed in. No one's allowed in. It, they're disinfecting everything. And then they're yeah. then from that point, they're self-isolating the school for two weeks. Right. Which is insane, but... <laughs> um, nice. One nice thing, though, well, it's for crazy, teachers. Right? It's, yes, you affect the school and stuff, right? But 
you got to think now all the parents, those kids have to find out how they're going to have their kids at home. Like, and a lot of the daycare stuff has been shut down age. too. Like yeah, I, well, that's the thing, right? So there's no, there's no real daycares anymore because those are probably shut down. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man, and it's it all it all happened. It, it all cascaded so fast this week. Like that's the that's the crazy yeah. thing. I, when I left for Florida a week ago, there was possibilities of sports and stuff being closed down for a couple of weeks just to make sure everyone was okay. Yada yada yada. There was chances media weren't going to be able to cover stuff. Yada yada yada. Right. It. I would not have been able to predict this a week ago. No chance. No, not a chance. You and me were talking Saturday night about how I might not be able to cover stuff while I was in yeah. Florida, but hey, I'll be in Florida, whatever. <laughs> it took a very hard turn. Well, like, but we, we thought it was going to be, you know, limited, limiting media and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. You know, something like that, but not not canceling everything. Yeah, everything. And I mean, you see it across social media. You're seeing all these countries that have quarantined people. And when they say quarantine, they mean quarantine. You're stuck in your house. You can go to the grocery store, basically. That's that's pretty much the only thing that's open. Um, and people are trying to make the best of it, but it's hard. You see people out on their balconies singing together in Italy and stuff like that. And that's that's great heartwarming yeah. stories during a quarantine but it's scary dude like it's it's scary you know it, it really is it's it's um you know i don't know it's just it's it's crazy i i got i got no words left like honestly. no for sure and you know what we're gonna this was a tough episode for me and you for sure and I wish Irfan could have been on, but he we couldn't we couldn't work out a schedule to get him on this weekend, and we didn't want to miss this weekend for sure. Um, for all you fans out there, we're gonna find a way to make it sports related moving forward. We're gonna find stories. We're gonna pull. We're gonna reach the bottom of the barrel if we have to, but we will find ways to make this sports related moving forward. We needed to have this conversation. Yeah, we really did. No, so. And, and that's the- it's, it's a global pandemic and everybody's obviously knows information about it and stuff like that. But, um, there's, you know, we have our opinions and such. So, and, um, I, and I think we we're all on the same page here. I think we, we've, we've been on the same page since the beginning. Like, don't be stupid, be smart, take care of yourself. Like yeah. we've, we've said that from the beginning while talking about this off air. Exactly. Now we're saying it on air. And maybe we should have said it on air before. And that's that is a possibility. And we apologize for maybe not talking about it earlier. Yeah. But in the same sense, we 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 now have had the conversation. And it was a conversation that needed to be had after everything that's happened. As yeah. much as it's tough to talk about, because it is. Because it is scary. And people don't know what to do. Just yeah. be smart. Listen to the Ministry of Canada's health, or whatever whatever country you're in. Listen to their health advisors. They know what they're doing. Like they're not going to overreact. They're going to listen to 
they're going to take in a lot of input and put together a program to make sure everyone's okay. Oh, absolutely. So just take the time, listen to what they are saying, and we will get through this together. And we will make sure that you are not listening to us moan and groan about coronavirus for the next two weeks. Because, first of all, we don't want to do that. We, we don't want to do that. That's not something that we want to do. We, no, start, we started this show to talk sports. And, and we hope that, um, you know, in, a, in, a, in you know, maybe a month or so that, you know, we're talking playoff talk again and talking... Playoffs? You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's crazy to think, but that's... Uh, no, and, and you know what? I think we will be. Given a month, given 30 days for all the leagues to make sure everything is safe, I, I think we will be. Yeah. Until then, we have NFL free agency starting tomorrow, and we will get into that next week, because obviously your boy, the golden boy, is possibly on the move. <laughs> yeah. No one knows. It's like well, that round and round game. Yeah, no one knows. Because the CBA just got agreed to, so... That was uh, the big step, and now it's, uh, you know, where does everybody go? Yeah, the there was big franchise tags last in the last couple of days. I mean, uh, Hunter Henry, he was franchise tagged, wasn't he? Yep. And then Judon on Baltimore got franchise tagged. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other players. I'm totally blanking right now. I didn't pull up the sheet. I didn't think we were actually oh. going to talk about it, but. There's, there's people that have been tagged and stuff like that, right? So, obviously, the NFL's under the impression that, that everything's. Well, I mean, in the NFL's defense, ahead, in the NFL's defense, when does when does uh, preseason start? No, it's true, right? So it's right. they it's they got time. They got time. Like they, the biggest they... thing for the NFL is is the draft coming up and not in. Yeah, and that could be affected, and we could see the Vegas blowout bonanza that they plan not happen this year. Yeah. We could see that push to next year, and they could be doing this over the phone. Potentially, yeah. You, Which, you know what? It could, it could be. Uh, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it's a draft. It's a draft. Like, does it matter? To some teams, yeah, it's it's their future, right? It's, it's no, uh, it's no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not saying the draft for actually picking players. Like, yeah, that's important. I, I, I get that. I'm saying the spectacle that was supposed to be Vegas. Does, do you really need that? It's a draft. Well, you pick I'm players. How much they make oh, they make stupid amounts. I know they make stupid like, amounts. And yes, the NFL is going to take a hit. But you know, I'm talking in grand scheme of things. Does it really yeah, matter? No, in the scheme of things, no, it doesn't. It, that's not important. Does it really matter? It's players getting picked to go play in their future. So yeah, it matters to the players to find out where they go. Yeah, that's really it. I, it's a draft. It's like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, like that could that could be impacted, and in the and yeah, it might affect the NFL's bottom line. For the off season, yeah, the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar corporation. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, no, they'll 
they'll, they'll, you know, they'll tough it through. <laughs> they have to sacrifice the draft so that they can get players on the field next year. I think they'll make the sacrifice. <laughs> They make more money in one game than they probably do at the draft. You, well, not, maybe not one game, but definitely one week for sure. Okay, one week then. Yeah, we'll talk one week. Yeah. They so, they they make more money in a week than they do for one day at the draft. You would think, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how everything plays out. I mean, um, I'm looking to get possibly a pre-draft um, mock draft done with a couple people in my class, which now might have to be done over Skype, but that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Which we will post on the website. Don't worry. If we get that going, that'll be something that we do. Um, you and me are going to talk football. Obviously, Irfan will join us when we do those conversations. We will keep you entertained for a couple weeks. Absolutely. Now that now I have more time, I will try to put more content out myself. Um, obviously, I don't really have class for the next three weeks. <laughs> um, so we'll figure out ways to entertain you. Yeah. Right? We'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off, my friend? Stay healthy, you know, wash your hands. It's something simple, but make sure you do it. Yeah, um, seriously. Seriously, do it. Think Be smart. Don't, uh, even though you want to go, you know, on St. Patty's Day coming up and stuff like that, even though you may want to go out and obviously get hammered, it may not be the best idea to go out in huge groups like that. So No, for sure. Be safe. That's, that's the best advice. And... Athletes, if you are listening to our show and you want to tell your story, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you. It's at Garage Door Sport on Twitter, at Garage Door Sports on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, Garage Door Sports. You can find us on our website and hit us up. Any way you would like to talk to us, we will listen and we would love to have conversations. We got some, obviously, we got some airtime that we need to fill. So. Make sure you uh, let us know, and uh, we would love to get your stories out there. So, for for Kyle, and obviously Irfan, who could not join us today, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Yeah.